We are back again for another edition of the Bibliotheques podcast. Cody, good morning. Morning, man. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. Just fine. You know who's not doing fine? Who's not? The good people in the neighborhood. Dude. Shit has hit the fan. They're all up in a tizzy. Oh. As I'm sure they would like to say back in that time quite frankly this is what i've been waiting for this is ex- to, to quote Stephen a smith this is exactly what i've been waiting for <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm waiting for the moment where there's gonna be i'm sure there's gonna be at some point in this book for a Stephen a smith quote of just like insert bingley darster whoever you want like that is a bad man (laughs) (laughs) actually i think we'll be able to do that today but for goat daddy b (laughs) oh my god goat daddy b (laughs) we're we're getting ahead of ourselves we are um to let everybody know uh that may be chiming in for the first time uh we are reading pride and prejudice uh this is our second episode um in this book we are still in volume one we are doing the second half of volume one today it's going to take us to the end of this section of the book. It is chapters 14 through 23. And Cody, maybe I think we can just kind of dive into this. But where did we leave off last time? So last time we were introduced to all the beautiful members of the Bennett family, um, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. They're five children, all daughters. The two principal ones that we deal with the majority of time are Jane, the eldest, who is caught the attention of a rich uh, man who's new to the neighborhood, Mr. Bingley, mm-hmm. and the second oldest daughter, Elizabeth, who is also very beautiful, but way more independent minded. And she has caught the ire of Bingley's friend, Mr. Darcy. And by ire, we mean public ire because internally he's kind of crushing on her. But he's far wealthier than her. Can't have that. Bingley's sisters are massive uh, biatches. They suck. They're Dude, really tough hangs. Yeah. The whole time I want to be like, I want to be gracious towards these people. But I'm just like, you are the you're the worst. They're the worst. And now we have uh, they've been kind of spending some time together for the past couple of weeks at the rented out estate that Bingley has been staying at. And now we find out that a cousin of theirs, the nephew of one of Mr. Bennett, of like the landlord that Mr. Bennett kind of is trying to get into better graces with his coming over for dinner. And that is where our story picks up. And I originally thought that it was just dinner last week when we were talking about this was just dinner. Like so many times in this in this book, it turns out that people just kind of come over and stay with you for a while. Yeah. So this guy who had come over for dinner is actually planning on staying for maybe a week or so. Yeah. Anyway, that is where we left off. And the last chapter in chapter 13, we're kind of in the middle of this kind of awkward exchange between Mr. Collins, this cousin that you referred to and the Bennett family. And we pick back up there in chapter 14 over there for over at the Bennett's house for dinner. We get slowly introduced to this character of Mr. Collins as being this like socially inept guy. Absolutely. His like civility as everyone's kind of like kind of measured. That's just like their politeness kind of off the charts, but like in a way that really kind of rubs you the wrong way where this dude's just robotic. He's he just doesn't 
get it. No, for for whatever reason, like there's um, it's really cool the way Jane Austen writes this book because like there's a certain grace and just kind of like minute, kind of like minimalistic ability for these people to just kind of like bounce in and out of like social exchanges really gracefully. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, and I can't put a finger on it exactly, but this guy, he tries so hard and can't do it. He, I think the reason that he's doing it is because this dude is also naturally long winded. So whenever he, anyone asks him anything about anything, he has to give you the full context, the, and extremely drawn out sentences, drawn out turn of phrase. It's every time this guy explains anything about him, it's a real chore. Do you want to explain, Mike, about him? Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. So he is, like we said, the cousin of the Bennett family, but him being a clergyman, a man of the cloth, he's been kind of put up by this very rich woman named the Lady Catherine de Boer. And he, he lives with her in her massive estate and also with their daughter, who's very beautiful, but as he knows, is a very uh, sickly person, just gets sick a lot, isn't super healthy. Um, yeah. And but regardless, in every other way, she's great. In every other way, thing, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Her constitution is not super strong. No. It's important that we mention this early because Mr. Collins compares everything to this massive estate that he lives at. Yeah. And compares everyone's civility to that of the Lady Catherine who puts him up. And that's that's exactly what I was going to say is in like this long windedness that you're talking about. So much of the time it takes on this like it's about Lady Catherine. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about at dinner at the beginning of chapter 14. In his introduction of Miss... De, de, how are we saying it? Debor? I was just de, saying Debor. Not de, like okay, Debor, fine. So in his introduction of uh, Miss... I'm not, sure I'm getting that wrong, uh, by the way. Whatever it is. His introduction of Miss Debor, Deborg, Miss Deby. Miss Deby, Lady Catherine Deby. Right, but her daughter. So right. his introduction of her, we find out that this guy is shopping. Like, he's interested in getting married right now Mm because he's like basically saying like oh this woman would be perfect like she would be the whole package if it weren't for her being sick all the time basically so we get to know that about him after dinner uh (laughs) mr collins is asked by uh go daddy b to read the family this book um and he chooses rather than reading from like a fiction, like novel, something that would be fun to listen to, like a story. He chooses instead to read so so perfectly from it's a book of sermons that's specifically meant to be instructional towards the manners of young women. And in heroic fashion, Lydia, the youngest daughter who's prone to just, she's, I mean, she's, a little bit of a blabbermouth, but in heroic fashion interrupts him reading this awful book. And it's just like, Hey, uh, has anybody heard anything interesting about what's going on in town right now? <laughs> Mr. Collins is like totally offended by <laughs> interrupted by this kid. But 
we kind of resurrect the evening uh, by Mr. Bennett, Goat Daddy B, inviting Mr. Collins to play some backgammon, just kind of like releasing him from his reading duties. So that's pretty much chapter 14. We Yeah, chapter 14 just serves to show two things. One, Mr. Collins is looking for a wife and he also big time sucks. Yeah, I just... Just, just a total wet blanket. That's a that's a great way of putting it. But like the other thing is, in all, it's just such a it's a weird quality in a person that I think we all know people like Mister Collins, where they always mean well and can't ever get it right, <laughs> and it's really frustrating. This is the kind of person where you're like, I feel like I just can't take you anywhere because you're no. just too weird. You're too weird. And it, but, but you feel bad about it because they're trying so hard. They try so hard. And as we will soon discover, as we're leading into the next few chapters here, they are completely unaware of their weirdness. Oh, no. This guy has no idea how bad it is. So let's continue on. Let's soldier on into chapter 15. And it's also important to know that the reason that no one tells him about how bad this is, is because, again, the fate of the Bennett children after their parents' death is completely tied to whether or not this guy likes them and would be okay with evicting them from the Bennett estate. Right, exactly. Chapter 15 starts um, Mr. Collins um, being an educated clergyman. We also kind of find out that like the reason that he's like kind of like doing well is mostly just because of his dad's money. Again, that's his family. His side of the family controls the Bennett estate. And also just kind of him falling ass backwards into living with the Lady Catherine. Mm-hmm. And so this guy hasn't really worked for anything in his life, but he's just got a super high opinion of himself because he's a clergyman. So there's a certain social status with that. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Mr. Um, Collins sucks. And he's and he's this weird combo of like he's super prideful about like how civil he is, how where he lives, everything like that. But he always talks in the similar fashion that we've had where people feign humility by highlighting favorable traits they know other people find favorable. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I he's like, while well, I live in this fancy place and I have so much money. Oh, I, I just don't I just don't dress like that. I don't do this. Like I'm just so humble. It's like, oh, get this guy out of here. I know. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But like we said, he does want a wife very bad, and he makes it known that he is super open to mm. marrying one of his cousins, yep. one of the ladies here. And he brings that up to Mama Bennett and he's like, hey, want a wife? What's Jane doing? What's Jane doing? And and Mrs. Bennett slaps the sound immediately because she's like, OK, you might be rich and part of the family, but Mr. Bingley is the big rich and he's <laughs> he's got her eye on our girl. And he's like, OK, cool. Nah, Elizabeth. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks up the road has got uh, some sort of claim to Jane at this point. So Elizabeth. And here's the thing. The dude just wants to get married so bad. He doesn't give a fuck because he's immediately just like, OK, what about Elizabeth? Like, just like, just right, like, oh, her. Nope. Yep, and this okay, thing will her. continue, but continue on. Go it's on. <laughs> and Elizabeth and Miss Bennett is so like, again, a schemer in the best way possible. She's just like, yeah, Elizabeth, all she likes to do is yell at dudes. No one's going to marry her. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And so she like tacitly agrees to it. Which is just hilarious because, of course, why wouldn't you tell your daughter that right away? Never mind. They're not going to. But they'd all decide to go into town that day. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Collins is kind of like, 
tags along. Yep. Does whatever. But they're walking into town. Goat Daddy B is pumped about this because um, Mr. Collins had been like, you know, following him around all over the place and like, I'm so glad you're talking his up. ear up. And now yeah. Mr. Coll- There's an entire paragraph in the book that's like te- dedicated to how much uh, Mr. Bennett just wanted to read a book in silence. I, and he couldn't do it because Collins is just pestering him the entire time he's sitting here. Dude. I this is the wrong way of reading this book because there are more important things to be thinking about. But part of me is like there's a book out there in someone's mind, like someone who is so obsessed with Jane Austen. There's a book out there that somebody's thinking up right now of writing. That's just this story from goat daddy B's perspective entirely first person. We're not, we're not bouncing back between groups. It's like hours of him thinking about like old chips and like (laughs) novels and him like putting together like a boat in a bottle. And then his daughters come in and like everything is wrong. And it's just, he just has to like piece it together and you get no other information interrupted by this fucking guy. Like, reading this absurdly large book in his library and like talking to him as he's trying to read like with his book up in front of his face oh my god i would read that in a in an instant oh yeah it'd be <laughs> awesome anyway go on i'm just glad All you right. brought that up so that really struck me and again hilarious. i think jane austen finds it hilarious too because oh whenever course. she does it she puts in like two paragraphs to be like mr bennett just wanted to read. He wanted to read over here. He wanted to read over there. And Mr. Collins was up in his face about this and that. And Austin obviously finds Mr. Collins really funny too, because he's just, he is an absurd character, but go on. Okay. So we're back in town and the younger girls of the Bennett family, you know, they're really into the, 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 the military uniforms are gawking at all the officers Mm, and they see that their friend, one of the officers, Mr. Denny, Mr. Denny has someone new with him. His name is Mr. Wickham. Denny brought back snack. He did Mr. Wickham. And, and again, like the way that they describe it, we just have to infer that he's a very good looking man, but Jane Austen uses terms like a very agreeable face. And it's like, what (laughs) did just say handsome? He had a most pleasant countenance. <laughs> like, it's nonsense. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if like you slid into a girl's DMs and said she has a very like admirable countenance, you'd just get hit with the block so fast. That's not how people talk. <laughs> yes. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> Denny went into London and brought back a good old fashioned grand slam. He really did. <laughs> Five course meal, baby. <laughs> Everyone notices this. Um, it's important to note that Elizabeth is just kind of like, oh, this guy is handsome. Good looking. That's pretty cool. And but as they're kind of talking to them and getting introduced, Bingley and Darcy are riding up on their like carriage and stuff. And they kind of hop out because Bingley was like, oh, I was going to like go over and like see you guys. So this is like a great coincidence. Mm-hmm. Darcy, of course, uh, usually says nothing and is trying super hard not to look at Elizabeth, which is just so funny. So great. But he can't help but look at Mr. Wickham. And when he does, he like gets really embarrassed and like kind of blushes. And Mr. Bingley is like, or Mr. Wickham is just like, like, hey, like kind of like looks at him super sternly. Yeah. And that really interests Elizabeth because you're like, okay, there is obvious history going on. I saw that. What's this? What's going on here? Meanwhile, Jane and Bingley are just like staring into each other's (laughs) eyes from like two inches (laughs) away and just like 
speaking quietly. They, they don't notice a thing. This is what I love. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about uh, the Jane and Bingley thing, like you just said, is that we never really get any detail into what they're talking about very specifically. No, no, no. And so I almost imagine it exactly like that. Is everybody's doing their own thing. Jane and Bingley are off doing whatever they're doing, which is just staring into each other. I literally eyes. like to say that they're just like standing like boards perfectly up, like six inches away from each other's face. Like, hi, hi. And that's <laughs> yes. it. That's all they do. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yes, that, that meeting in town is so deliciously awkward. <laughs> and Elizabeth's like, Ooh, we're going to have some juice. Let's do this. Because she also notices that, you know, Darcy's trying super hard not to look at her. And he's yeah. just, she's just like, you coward. Yeah. Face yeah. me, you coward. <laughs> Regardless, in uh, in town, they go to their um, their aunt, uh, Miss Phillips apartment, and they all decide to have a dinner party with the new officers, which uh, is great because that means that maybe Mr. Wickham will get the invite because he's friends with the officers. And that right. might be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mr. Collins just continues to be a huge weirdo. Huge weird, yeah. I just, mean, like the whole ride back in the the carriage or whatever is just kind of like, or, or he, he's just like singing praises about the the manner of Miss Philip or Mrs. Phillips and how you know accommodable she was and everything. Like, dude, just chill. He's just so shocked that other people who aren't turbo rich are like nice. Yeah, he's just so surprised that people are cool. Yeah, it's insane. That's a good. <laughs> yeah. It's just an insane thing to think about. So anyway, chapter 16 starts uh, starts with uh, Bennett girls going back with Mr. Collins to Mrs. Phillips house for the dinner party. They are stoked to hear that Mr. Wickham will be in attendance at the same time. Important to note. Mr. Collins is once again making a fool of himself at this party. Oh, he's just stepping in it, dude. And no one wants to hear any of his long-winded shit except for, like, the apparently uber-patient Mrs. Phillips, who is the hostess, and it's just like, all right, dude, like, I'll I'll entertain this. It's also important to note that Mr. Collins can kind of, like, get away with this because he's just so, like full of himself that he doesn't he actually can't process that no one wants to hear any of this so he'll just be like blabbering on about like all this shit that he's like comparing again like going into imagine going into someone's house Mm -hmm. for a dinner party and comparing their things to the super nice things that you have just out in the open being like oh this is a very nice fireplace i'm sure it costs a lot of money i i I live in a place that has four of these and it's like right it's like yeah that was was a very specific example yeah but basically mr collins at one point compares the house that uh mrs phillips house to like part of the house that he lives at with lady catherine and naturally Mrs. Phillips is like, dude, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, like, that's super shitty of you to say. And he's like, no, let me explain myself because you don't know Lady Catherine. And I just like to say her name all the time. <laughs> and she's like, OK, not only is it actually kind of a nice compliment because Lady Catherine's like Rose's estate is like bananas huge. Yeah. And also this guy is clearly a moron. So I'm not right. going to take it. Like, he, right. I actually don't think Mr. Collins means any offense. He's just so bad at talking to people that he just can't help insulting a bunch of everyone. When, when it, by just trying to compare things. Exactly. 
anyway, so at this party, Elizabeth gets a chance to talk to Wickham and she's been bout it, bout it for a while. So here's what I want to do. Imagine, close your eyes and imagine this. We are doing an imaginary bachelorette show, essentially. And this is what's happening. Darster and Elizabeth were talking for a little bit. And Wickham did the classic, oh, can I just borrow her for a second here? Yes. And then this is the conversation that ensues. Yes. Basically, according to Wickham, the Darster is an even bigger D-bag than we thought. This is monumental news. And essentially what happens is he's like telling Elizabeth that his father and Mr. Darcy Sr. So the Darster's dad Mm -hmm. were super tight. We don't know exactly how yet, but they were tight. And so Wickham is actually Darcy Sr.'s godson. And they were really close. And because of that relationship, Wickham was supposed to get inherit a bunch of money from Darcy Sr. Now, according to Wickham, Darcy Sr. dies and Darcy Jr. fucks Wickham over and says, like, nah, bro, you're not getting any of this coin. And this is important, too, because we don't know specifically the behavior or the relationship between him, his father and Darcy's father. Yeah, we're supposed to know that if he is his godson, that does imply some type of closeness. Yeah. And also this happened very recently, which is why he came into town to with all the officers, because he recently with the little money that he does have purchased a commission because basically the Darcy's part of the Darcy inheritance that he was allegedly supposed to get was his like basically take it out of the fledgling middle class of English society and was going to pull vault him into like comfortable society, not necessarily where Bingley and Darcy are, but of that stratosphere. Right. And so that's why he's fucking hates Darcy because he's like, this guy was so jealous that me and his dad were close that he completely railroaded me out of this, like not even like all the money. Just enough to like make me comfortable for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And he just completely hosed me out of it. So I am not a fan of Darcy. Elizabeth hearing this. All the priors have been confirmed. She's gobbling it up. Yeah. So, okay. let me let me just say this to everybody who may or may not be listening to. Well, not to the people who aren't listening to this to everybody listening (laughs) right now. I have never I've never read this book before. I've never seen the movie. I don't know how this ends. So this is a legitimate blind take from me right now. Okay. I don't buy any of this shit from Wickham. I'm like, this dude is a fucking sleaze bag. And any of the shit coming out of his mouth, I'm not buying. And he is conning Elizabeth right now. So. I say that in part because one of the things that uh, Wickham is doing when he's trying to convince Elizabeth that Darcy's this bad guy is he's hiding behind this really civil manner where he's basically saying all of this shit about Darcy while also being like, I wouldn't want to offend him. Like, I, I'm, I shouldn't say anything bad about him. I'm just trying to tell you all the facts. It's like. You're being a shit, dude. You're talking shit. You're trying to lower someone out of someone else's good graces. And it doesn't matter how you're doing it. Like, 
don't you're being you're being an asshole. That's how I read it anyway. And I was like, Elizabeth obviously is going to eat this up. Don't blame her for it. But that's my take. That's my bibliotheque of the day. Okay, Paul, with a with a powerful bibliotheque (laughs) sniffing out the Wickmeister (laughs) right away. I'll leave it at that. We'll let the book tell. It's very important. This though, it's, it's it's very important that you mention that this story almost seems like tailor made for Elizabeth yeah. because she does gobble it up and it just confirms everything that she wants to believe about Mr. Darcy. Exactly. We don't know if it's true or not. It could be. We don't know. Yeah. But we do know that Elizabeth loves this story. This arrangement of facts is like, and she even is like trying to hide her smile when she's like, I know he was disagreeable, but I never thought it could be this bad. Like she could, she can barely hide her excitement to finally believe everything she wants to about Darcy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is also a great moment just to acknowledge the fact that the gentleman quote unquote in this story can be just as much of gossipy conniving little shits as all of the females so got a little quality there that's good anyway uh (laughs) one more thing uh that we want to make sure we know we also find out that lady catherine who is you know who puts up mr collins is the sister of mr darcy's parents i think was it his mother or his father darcy's father's sister is the lady Lady is the lady catherine <laughs> yes lady kb yes lady lady kb yeah or cb i think it's a catherine with a c okay anyway yeah so that's important it, it's important to note there that there's also this almost implied marriage between darcy and his cousin potentially the sickly cousin that will like reunite the two very closely knit families like huge that are also bonkers rich which is kind of why they're doing that and there's another moment which is hilarious where as soon as um elizabeth finds out that the lady catherine and her daughter like at least verbally or tacitly want to have her marry not the now mr darcy Mm -hmm. she also not only really thriving in this Mr. Darcy is an asshole energy that's yeah. been finally woven by Mr. Wickham. We also she also delights in just being like, oh, Caroline Bingley, you bitch. You don't even know. Uh, it's yes, all yes. It's, oh. it's so obvious that you <laughs> want him and you'll never have him. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. She's just so bitter about it. And just like and again, for someone who claims to just not have any thoughts about all these people who suck, she's just like, oh, she's oh. invested. Dude. Oh, she's like, oh, yeah, Caroline, you dumb bitch. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my you God. skank. You try to get his attention and he's going to marry some girl with like an anemic, like some anemic girl who like can't get a paper cutter. She'll bleed to death. And it's just all your fault. You're such an idiot. Exactly. OK, so a couple other things. One, uh, I'd hate to miss an opportunity to tell everybody another reason why Mr. Collins sucks. So. They're playing cards at this dinner party, and at one point, we find out that Mr. Collins has lost like a ton of money. <laughs> like, hilarious playing like gambling, and he assures everybody that it's like totally not a big deal. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, guys, I suck super bad at gambling, 
but I have enough money to do it whenever I want. And I wanted all you guys to know I'm okay. Exactly. So there's that. The other thing, and we will kind of address this later, but what I'm thinking at this point is also if we know now, or if we are supposed to believe now that Darcy is even a bigger asshole than we thought him to be before, what does that tell us about Bingley? And can we really like him as much if he's uh, like choosing to associate himself with somebody that kind of sucks? Another thing that actually kind of like made me think that this is fishy is so he's supposed to know Darcy super well, right? Mm -hmm. And he grew up alongside Darcy, at least they weren't friends or anything, obviously, from this story. But he's kind of like, okay, we like knew each other and stuff that it implies that. And also, since this happened relatively recently, it implies like, oh, how could Bingley be friends with him? knowing this Mm -hmm. and he's kind of hesitant to be like i actually don't know bingley that well i'm sure he's a good guy i'm sure jane likes him like he's kind of like doesn't really address that plot hole Mm -hmm. in his story like the big hole in the story is okay how can bingley the golden retriever of rich english dudes (laughs) how can he like stomach this guy knowing that this happened he's like oh i'm sure he doesn't know i'm sure he's a nice guy i can't i can't really say for which is sus because yeah. Darcy and Bingley are friend friends. Yeah. It stands to reason that if this happened relatively recently in the past few years, he would know Bingley and Bingley would be aware of this will contestation. Right. That's right. going on. So the idea that Mr. Bingley doesn't know if all this is true, he'd have to be extremely, extremely either willfully or otherwise not ignorant. unaware. Yeah. Ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. But that, that is that is crucial, though, to the conversations going forward. Yeah, that brings us to chapter 17. Chapter 17 starts. It's a it's a pretty quick one. Elizabeth and Jane download of what Mr. Wickham has told Elizabeth and they had the conversation as kind of we just had. It's like, OK, Darcy, if this is true, the guy's a fucking animal. He's insane yeah. and he's an absolutely awful person. What does that say about Mr. Bingley? And Jane's like, look. I understand where you're coming from with this, but you also have had the same experience as me with Mr. Bingley. He's easily the nicest person of that group of people. Right. And he's like the coolest one. And he keeps inviting us. I like a mile too. Oh yeah. It's not close. No, 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 no. He's, I don't, I don't even know if anybody merits having a second place trophy. Oh no. It's, it's Bingley one. Yeah. And then tied for eight one through c yeah or eight a through c is the rest of that crew they suck and so that's kind of where they're able to wrap their heads around it we're like okay he must actually not know and mr darcy must have kept this under wraps because he can't have lots of people knowing because screwing his dad's godson out of inheritance would be publicly bad for him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they are able to wrap their heads around it, where they're like, I bet they he squashed this using, you know, money and power and stuff. He was able to kind of bury Mr. Wickham. And that's why Bingley doesn't know, because Bingley's such a good guy. If he knew he could never be friends with him, this is the kind of logic that they're spinning right now. Again, all to prove the story of someone that they met days ago. Yeah. And I mean the the it's interesting also just to point out at least for me in understanding jane a little bit more as a character jane is just going to continue being like well we don't know we can't know it might have just been a mistake a misunderstanding like she's always going to see the best in people mm-hmm. and then contrast that with elizabeth who's like 
we need to crucify Darcy tonight. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. And speak of the devil, because Bingley shows up to invite them to the long awaited Netherfield ball. Yes. It's happening. Finally, he got the pieces in order. He's got the Red Bull vodka ice luge coming. It's going to be tight. <laughs> He's going to have like fire jugglers. It's going to be sweet. None of that's true, but <laughs> Red Bull vodka ice luge wasn't a thing in 18th century, no. 19th century England. I'm sure they had some equivalent with like some awful like mead <laughs> <laughs> or like a super bad English wine. Right. And uh, so the Bingley uh, sisters also like come and they're like, oh, Jane, we're so excited to have you ignore everyone else. They pretty much ignore Mama Bennett, which, like, you know, I get it. But then Mr. That's Collins mi- like Mama repels Bing. down while all this is happening. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. A ball in the country. Oh, it's not going to be the Lady Catherine B's place. Yeah. But I can't, I mean, I've heard such good things about Netherfield and also. Elizabeth, wouldn't it be nice if you and I had the first two dances? And Elizabeth is like, what? Because <laughs> Elizabeth has just been daydreaming about how angelic Wickham is and thinking about how sick it'll be to just dance with him in front of Darcy all night. <laughs> She's pretty cruel about it, too. She wants to flaunt it. And Mr. Collins is like, don't forget me. And she's like, fuck. And then that's when she immediately is like, okay, so this guy has been a huge weirdo and always trying to hang out with us. Um, and now he just asked for the first two dances, which is something you do when you're interested in something. Okay. He wants to smash. Yeah. He wants to marry me and I can put the pieces together. He's like, she's like, I am probably going to deal with this. This is going to suck, but I am going to hedge that Mr. Collins is such a fucking coward that he will not actually ask to marry me. He will wait for me to respond to these advances mm-hmm. because he he's just bluffing him. Basically, like, I'm going to call his bluff. He wants to marry me. That's obvious. It's based on the dance. It's based on why he's here. It kind of makes sense with my parents money situation, but I'm not going to give him any easy outs. He yeah. has to work for this one. Yeah. The other thing, too, is Elizabeth is like kind of distracted at this point with like how excited she'll be to hang out with Wickham for a night that she's like, all right, two dances with this fucking weirdo. Like I can, I can manage that. And then it rains all week. And so she can't actually spend any more time with Wickham before the dance, which leads us into chapter 18. And we're back at a party kids. Yeah. So we finally make it to the Netherfield ball. And this took me by surprise as much as it did Elizabeth. And I don't know why that this surprised me or I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Wickham straight up isn't there. No, he's not at the party. And it makes so much sense that the whole time I'm like, why the fuck would you ever think that he would be there? He hates Darcy to his core. They don't like each other at all. He's not going to be there. And as I'm realizing this, Elizabeth is like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense that he wouldn't be here. She finds out that Wickham had some business that he needed to attend to in London. Some business. Right. Heavier. And was uh, not super bummed about the fact that he was unable to attend this ball and be around Darcy for an evening. Anyway, it's cert- like it suddenly dawns on Elizabeth that she had 
agreed to dance with Mr. Collins. And it's just a thousand times worse given the fact that like this is now what her night is going to be. Mr. Collins, to say it kindly, cannot dance his way out of a wet paper bag. No, he's terrible. It's, it's but the, but terrible with the confidence of someone who thinks he's good at dancing, but just being wrong and not doing the right moves. It's a perfect metaphor for his entire like his, all of his other social skills. He is unapologetic in his like attempts at dancing and he gets done with the dance thinking that he did very well. And the whole time he's stepping on feet and being awful this is like imagine someone just like so they, they get a little loose on the dance floor and they just start like a <laughs> little loose they, they imagine they're doing like the electric slide while the macarena is on and everyone's looking at them <laughs> like yo this guy's a moron then they get off they're like all sweaty because they just crushed like, it crushed it god i fucking <laughs> nailed that one wasn't that sweet elizabeth and elizabeth's like i want to die yeah. this is so embarrassing right so, Elizabeth, uh, thank you for pointing out how embarrassed Elizabeth is because her nightmare of a night is just starting. After she gets done with the two dances with Mr. Collins and thinking things cannot possibly get worse, she goes over and she's talking with her good friend, Charlotte Lucas. Lucas, thank you. Charlotte Lucas. As she's doing that, some guy comes up and is like, hey, do you want to dance? And she's like, "Okay, fine. And then she looks up and it's Darster. (laughs) He's like, fuck, why would I ever do And she like kind of like hesitates and Lucas kind of like gives her a little shrug that fully says, regardless of how much this guy sucks and how much you personally don't like him, he's so rich that you cannot embarrass him. Like he's such good friends with Mr. Bingley. Like you cannot like you have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so. She does. And it's interesting because as she goes, she takes her place, as they say, on the set. Right. So she's standing in front of Darcy. They're about to start dancing. She realizes the looks that she's getting from everybody around her because of two things. Mainly one, she's way out of class here oh, yeah. where Darcy is like billionaire and she's yeah. like w- dancing with this guy. It's nuts. Secondly, Darcy never dances. No, he does not. And so he- Darcy, this billionaire bachelor asking Elizabeth to dance. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And so you remember a couple chapters ago in the drawing room when they were chilling at Shea Bingley and <laughs> Darster asks her to dance. Mm-hmm. And she, and this is so out of character for Darcy yeah. to ask anyone to dance, let alone someone so out of class as him. That she was like, hi, you're trying to prank me. You're a douche and said no to him when there was just like a few people. So it's not a ball. It's not like a public thing. He was like, would you want like there's music? Would you want to just do a little like do a little jig? Yeah, a little yeah. jig. And she was like, no. So now she's doing it fully in the proper social setting where like an organized dance is like expected. So this is crazy. Remember, like everyone's first impression is even in this country is Darcy don't dance. That's yeah. that's a rule. The Darster don't dance. Yeah. Not his thing. So this is like like you said, monumental. So cut to now I, I'd ask you all to imagine again your first dance is like a sixth grader or something and be like, just think about how awkward that was. And this is around that level of awkwardness. Cause the two of them are like, they don't know what to talk about. Part of dancing it, for these people, like in this setting 
is you're dancing, but you're also conversing the entire time. Like, that's the point. And so they have this conversation that's legitimately like, I say something and then you say something. She's like, she mentioned something and Darcy doesn't say anything. And she goes, now's the time where you say something back to me, Mr. Darcy. And yeah. he's just like, fine. Yeah. It's like, why are we doing this? Yeah, dude? It's so awkward. So uncomfortable. Anyway. So they're doing this. Eventually Elizabeth, like worms her way into mentioning this new acquaintance of hers, Wickham. And they begin talking a little bit about this. Which it doesn't really go anywhere except Darcy's, in my opinion, pretty uh, pretty polite about the whole situation. He doesn't really shit on Wickham very much, no, except no, saying no. except saying one thing. He does say Wickham has a skill for gaining friends, but does not have the skill of keeping them. And so we get a little bit of light into like, okay, Wickham. It, Elizabeth isn't going to think anything differently of him because she's just convinced that he's an angel from God and Darcy sucks. But Darcy is pretty reserved in actually condemning him about anything, but does manage to like sneak in a little bit of a shot. And this actually is perfect because like and I'm sure like whatever story that Wickham has told Elizabeth, Darcy knows that whatever he says will only confirm all the things that Wickham has said about him. Mm -hmm. So the little thing that you said, that's still, that's perfectly in line with the Wickham side of the story. Right. And like you said, he is pretty polite about it. He doesn't go into like the, Oh, what have you heard? Oh, it's wrong. He's a liar. He saves that for other people, but he's also (laughs) like visibly uncomfortable talking about it. He does not want to be having this conversation. Exactly. So after this dance is over and we escape a little bit of this awkwardness, Miss Bingley, uh, Caroline approaches Elizabeth and it's just like, yo, dude, I was just talking to Jane about what you were saying about Wickham. And I just need to tell you that his dad was Darcy senior steward and you should not trust this guy. And Elizabeth's like, hey, dude, the only thing that you've been able to tell me that's wrong about this guy is that he's the son of a steward. Why? Like, what proof do you have that? This guy is in any way like not reputable. Caroline's like, that's not enough. <laughs> like leaves, whatever. So he's poor. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Elizabeth is still not convinced. Clearly, there are camps kind of being established here on like whose side is who. Jane and Bing, Mr. Bingley for like somewhat being squarely in the center of yes. those camps. But Elizabeth is still just not having a great night. Finally, Mr. Collins realizes that Darcy is related to Lady Catherine. And oh, of course, so it's just like hyped out of his mind. This is so funny. Dude. He comes over to Elizabeth and is like, did you know that he's my patroness's nephew nephew you know what's hilarious about this yeah this is the first time that referencing the lady catherine b has been relevant in any context it's the first time that's why he's so pumped about this i know he actually can bring it up i have a reason to talk about this person i've been doing that with no reason (laughs) for like a week and a half i know so so he goes he's like Elizabeth, I'm going to go introduce myself and tell Darcy how sick it is that I live with his aunt. And Elizabeth's like, 
don't you fucking do that. <laughs> don't do. And this is actually really funny because so uh, remember the entire last couple chapters have been all about how much Elizabeth does not like Darcy mm-hmm. and is like untrustworthy of him at best. And at worst thinks he's someone who is like actually evil. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, and again, he, she, she doesn't like Mr. Collins either. She's right. not a super big fan of him too. And he's like, I'm going to go introduce myself. And she's like, that is a bad idea. The yeah. Darster, regardless of what you think of him is a big fucking deal. Yeah. BFD up in this yeah. Shea Bingley. And you need someone to introduce you. That's just yeah. kind of how it is. Like you don't just walk up on the Darster and be like, Hey, you don't know me, but we're pals. Right. You need a little bit yeah. of an introduction. He's like, Elizabeth, you're very pretty. And on every other matter, I would totally trust you, but you got to remember that you're a dumb girl and I'm a smart man, <laughs> a clergyman at that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I can introduce myself to the Durster, Darster, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's awful. And so he goes up to Darcy and Elizabeth. And I wish I w- was standing next to Elizabeth in this moment, just so I could see her like kind of just grin at this. But Mr. Collins is like, yo, Darcy, what up, man? I live with your aunt and Darcy's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You can see like they said like um, that uh, Darcy on like that first inter- like like interaction. He was just like kind of did like a little shallow bow and yeah. was like, yes, very civil. Of course, you live with my aunt. She's rich. You're clearly social climbing. Yeah. And then he just like keeps talking. And as Mr. Collins <laughs> just keeps talking, you can see like the slight smile just leave Darcy's face. And he's just so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. So, of course, though, it totally in character. Miss Col- Mr. Collins like leaves his exchange with him being like, yeah, Darcy fucking loved me. We're basically boys. <laughs> it was it was tight. He loved me. It was great. Elizabeth's like, yeah, doubt that. Anyway, we got to go have dinner now because that's what you do with these things. And the night just keeps getting worse and worse. A couple things happen. Mrs. Bingley, who's at the party, by the way, she's basically shouting across the table for everybody to hear how tight it's going to be for Jane and Mr. Bingley to get married. And Elizabeth's like, dude, Everybody can hear you. Like we're sitting right across. Mr. Collins, you mean? Uh, No, Jane and for Jane and Mr. Bingley. Yeah, but who is shouting? Uh, Oh, sorry. Mrs. Uh, Bennett. Mrs. Bennett. Yeah. Mrs. Bennett. Who who did I say? Mrs. Bingley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mrs. Bennett is yelling at us, basically. Elizabeth's sitting right next to her and is like, dude, keep it down. Like he hasn't proposed. He hasn't proposed. This is like this will be news if this happens. Meanwhile, Darcy's sitting across the table just like listening in on all of this and Elizabeth's like Mr. Darcy's right over there and Mrs. Bennett's like why should I give a fuck what Mr. Darcy thinks like that guy sucks and Elizabeth's like is anybody in my party my family people who came from my house is anybody going to like behave themselves tonight yeah so you have mr collins absolutely cutting it up on the dance floor being a complete (laughs) moron you have mrs bennett who everyone who's like higher society than her is not like a huge fan of she's just running her mouth about how bingley and her daughter are locked up yeah that's like a thing again hasn't been decided they're Mm -hmm. obviously like interested in each other but nope not even like an informal proposal has been made yep and Jane is doing okay. That's fine. Uh, Meanwhile, Mary gets up and starts like singing this song and apparently sucks like she's awful. And then finally, like Elizabeth is like, go, Daddy B, please help me out. And 
in GoDaddy be in typical fashion. It's like, oh, okay, it's my turn to intervene here. Uh, Mary, why don't you take a seat? Uh, let's have somebody else sing. Cue Mr. Collins to make things worse, who stands up and is like, well, <coughs> I think I could sing if I wanted to. Uh, it's not like against the clergy. And I'm not bad, but I'm just, and he like rambles on and on, gives the super long speech about like, singing a song but not but not doing it and everybody's just like oh my god and elizabeth at this point is like head on the table like covering her ears. i cannot process how embarrassed i would be yeah oh so that is the end of this dinner party this ball dinner party thing that gets us into chapter 19 (laughs) dude bad and you gotta think for all the times that um elizabeth was like kind of eating up darcy like having an uncomfortable encounter Mm -hmm. you gotta know that caroline was just like gobbling up this bennett absolute shit show that was going on yes definitely the only thing that caroline isn't sure like caroline has got to be so pissed because darcy danced with elizabeth oh the darster came out of his shell to dance with this woman who came from this family who is just straight up embarrassing themselves who also i hate <laughs> yeah regardless of how uncomfortable annoying not as rich as us unclass like like not classy this family is i specifically hate elizabeth because of all the attention he's given her previously yeah why does he keep doing this exactly <laughs> okay chapter 19 morning after the uh netherfield shea bingley shit show <laughs> mr collins uh fulfills the bluff and call er, and proposes to elizabeth he outlines his obvious motivation for her being pretty good looking. But, you mm-hmm. know, as a man of the clergy, you need to be married. And uh, he promises uh, to never bring up the fact that the only reason that he would do this or that you would never say no is because of how poor your family is. And, oh, I could just evict you in one second. I promise I will never do this to you. Yeah. It, to all of this, Elizabeth is like, that's cool, dude. The answer is absolutely unequivocally no. This blindsides yeah mr collins who cannot for again he laid out all the with facts and logic uh, about why she would never say no to him because of how much of a dumb girl she'd be for doing that and she's like fuck off dude yeah you suck i'm not doing it elizabeth does this classic she's just so amazingly like just doesn't give a fuck about this guy. It's like, absolutely not. And Mr. Collins is like, here's the thing about women that I, as a man understand better than anyone, (laughs) you're going to refuse me the first time. Cause that's just part of your game. And Elizabeth is like, no, let me make this very clear to you. I'm not doing this to try to get you to ask me again and to press harder. This is me telling you no this time, no next time, no whatever. And he's just like, ah, your charm is so, so the game is afoot. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, you need to back the fuck off. It's so it's brutal, but that's basically chapter 19. Yeah. Pretty short. Pretty short. Um, chapter 20, also pretty short, but uh, jam-packed. Miss Bennett finds out Elizabeth said no, and she's like, you what? <laughs> yes. No. It's a great, it's a goat daddy B chapter. This is 
her mom is basically like you. He's like, she, he called me a dumb girl for not accepting. He's like, cause you are a dumb girl. (laughs) We're going to be poor. We're going to be on the street, Lizzie. Yeah. (laughs) We got to have this marriage. And she's just, and eventually to the um, ultimatum that if you say no, I will never speak to you again. Yeah. Elizabeth, obviously that's like, mom, that's super fucked up. I can't believe you said that dad, please talk some sense into mom and goat daddy B with plants his heels in the ground and says, I am just like your mother. If you say yes to Mr. Collins, I will never speak to you again. (laughs) And Mrs. Bennett is like, sir, like what the fuck? Elizabeth is just smiling at this point. Go daddy B has done it. Folks go daddy B reading his book, puts it down for one moment to just like undermine his wife <laughs> says his thing and then go uh, book immediately back in front you of have to face. understand that mr bennett is like i am not going to be inviting that chode into this house <laughs> one more time this guy sucks he might evict my family after i die it's worth for just some peace and quiet up in this reading room exactly exactly Mr. Collins, after overhearing all this, Mm -hmm. is like, huh, maybe she doesn't like me. Yeah, this is obviously incorrect because I'm so smart and talented and awesome. But this hurts. Mm -hmm. I formally withdraw my offer. And Elizabeth's like, whatever, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He says like just like the room and not anyone that he's like going to withdraw the offer. And Elizabeth's like, okay, cool. (laughs) Right. That's the end of that chapter, though. Meanwhile, in chapter 21, Jane gets a letter from that ever mischievous Caroline Bingley. Basically, what the letter is saying is that the whole Bingley clan, the whole party, including Darster, have all gone to London for the winter and won't be coming back. And Jane is beside herself, like so sad about this. Because one of the things that Caroline implies in this letter is that Charles Bingley will likely end up getting married to Darcy's sister because they're going to be spending a lot of time together in intimate settings. And frankly, it's kind of a better match for him anyway. So Jane kind of confides in Elizabeth and is like, look at this letter. I don't know what the fuck to do about this. And Elizabeth does her best to kind of reassure her like, hey, Caroline sucks. She's just telling you all this just to get in your head. Like she doesn't care about you. She clearly doesn't want you to get married. And the other thing is that Caroline wants her brother to get married to Darcy's sister because that'll open the door for her to get married to Darcy. Yeah. So she's telling Jane all of this and Jane is just kind of like, I don't know. It sounds, but Caroline's so nice to me. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. Is she? Yeah. Is Caroline nice to you? So, Christ. so that's that's where we are there. Also, Mrs. Bingley hears that the gang left and went to London. And oh, Mrs. Bennett. Uh, yeah, I keep saying Bingley. I keep I keep writing Bingley in my note. Mrs. Bennett hears that uh, the gang left and went back to London, and all of a sudden, all of her daughters that she thought were going to get married in like a month are all very much single again and she doesn't know what to do with herself just get the fainting couch folks just oh no (laughs) my daughters are so dumb and poor (laughs) (laughs) what what mrs bennett doesn't what she doesn't know at this point though is that 
the party is likely not going to come back until the end of the winter. Like Jane and Jane and Elizabeth kind of omit that from their report back to her. And she's like, okay, they left enough to get Mrs. Bennett really upset, but they'll be coming back. They don't know that. No. So that's where we leave at the end of chapter 21. And this, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to bring up one of our, one of our segments really quick right now, because okay. just real quickly, this is where I believe a dating app could have been useful. Yes. At this point in time, because Jane essentially just got 19th century ghosted. Oh yeah. <laughs> by Bingley mm-hmm. and relied on his left on red. 9.38 p.m. Exactly. And and had to rely on Caroline to actually tell her that they were leaving. So I, I think if they had some better technology, Bingley, who's a very busy guy, could have easily just been like, yo, babe, heading out of town. I won't be back this winter, but don't worry. I'll be back for you at some point. Anyway. Or if you're Elizabeth, you could be like, okay, just uh, had to say no to my cousin who wanted to smash time to maximize those range settings on the old hinge on the old (laughs) Jane Austen hinge Jane Austen also what would we have as uh, I thought I actually have thought a lot about what would be on Mr. Wickham's okay uh, dating profile let's save that for the end let's save that for the end save that for the end yeah yeah yeah. great but chapter 22 it's a super interesting chapter because as we mentioned beginning Mr. Collins is not against moving from one potential engagement to the next. So after being turned down by Elizabeth, he starts spending a lot of time with Charlotte Lucas, the girl next door, and he ends up proposing to her. And this, what a guy, (laughs) this time that goes real well, Charlotte, her greatest anxiety in the book is that she's a little bit older than the other Bennett girls. Mm -hmm. Um, According to Mrs. Bennett, not super good looking, right? Which is pretty cruel, but you know, kind of vouched for by the rest of the people that know her. But she's yeah. really nice, and her biggest anxiety was not actually finding someone and just becoming like a spinster, exactly. and like it would like super suck for her. So, Mister Collins, this huge weirdo who does objectively have a certain level of social status and wealth and a potential to climb. Yes, too. like. It- one of the biggest things when people are getting married in this book is like, what are your connections? Like what, what's your estate now? That's important. But also like, if you don't, if you're not super wealthy now, you can also look and see like, okay, who's in your social network and what opportunity do you have to make money going forward? Mm -hmm. And since he is directly uh, in kind of, you know, relation to lady Catherine, his prospects of making a lot of money later are really good. Yeah. So that, that means something it does. Then she's all in. She's like, Hey, you said no, cause this guy sucks. I don't have that same opportunity. I can tolerate this guy being a huge weirdo. Bam, bam, boom. Your girl's getting married. Yeah. So chapter 22 ends with Charlotte telling Elizabeth that she's getting engaged. And Elizabeth is just like, Whoa, whoa, what? (laughs) Why? And, Charlotte's basically just like, hey, you don't have to be like a dick about this just because you said no. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do this. It's and Elizabeth's like, I assure you, it's not about that. It's that Mr. Collins is a fucking weirdo, and I think you can do better than that. 
and, and she's like Charlotte, the like, last 27 years of my life have proved otherwise yeah, so i'm gonna take the money and run yeah Charlotte's like i'm i'm good thanks for your concern anyway intro to chapter 23 armageddon strikes hilarious this is a classic okay this is what i love so book opens with mr bennett and mrs bennett having a conversation about this new guy coming into town and the prospects for their daughters getting married and part one also ends very focused on mr and mrs bennett Miss, Mrs. Bennett specifically and her reaction to her daughters now not looking like they're getting married. Super not. She hears initially about the news of Mr. Collins and uh, Charlotte getting married from Charlotte's dad, Mr. Lucas, Lord Lucas, right? He's a knight or some Sir Lucas. Yeah. Anyway, he comes over. I think he's in the military. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, hey, yeah. So, I uh, just want to let you guys know, Mr. Collins and uh, Charlotte, they're going to get married. And Mrs. Bennett, who was convinced still that she was going to be able to match make this Mr. Collins Elizabeth deal, was like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like, how could you be so cruel to come over here and tell me that? And if you remember from earlier in this in this book, there's also this weird thing where like Mrs. Bennett has this superiority complex over the Lucases, over yeah. the Lucases where she's always saying like, Oh yeah, Charlotte, you'll, you'll find a guy someday. Like, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get there. And so now that Charlotte's like engaged, she's like before any of her daughters who are like, according to Mrs. Bennett, objectively better looking according and, to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Charlotte comes over and actually like, confirms this rumor and the whole house just like erupts <laughs> and everybody's like what is going on <laughs> going into the winter i like to imagine mr bennett who just or yeah mr bennett doesn't give a fuck he's just like cool hey congrats charlotte and his meanwhile his wife is like ah! <laughs> yeah. like running around the kitchen just like tearing things off the wall yes exactly so essentially that's how this part of the book ends, where we're heading into winter. The two Bennett girls who were, you know, kind of prospecting don't really have strong prospects now. Obviously, Mr. Bingley has gone to London, won't be back for the winter or so we're told. And the best thing that Elizabeth kind of has going for him is like this hope on Wickham. But that hasn't really gone anywhere so far yet. Uh, besides like a few conversations. And so Mrs. Bennett's losing it. Mr. Bennett's like, we're good. And Mrs. Bennett's like, if none of these girls get married, we're going to lose this house. You're going to die. And we're, we're all going to be out on the street. And Mr. Bennett's like, hmm, maybe I'll outlive all of you. <laughs> oh, a like, great in all timeline from Goat Daddy B. Don't you fucking say that. <laughs> so that's the end of part one of this book. And Go daddy be unbothered, truly. <laughs> yes, but I would love to hear now your Jane Austen profile for Wickham. Thank you so much. Okay, yes. so Mr. Wickham, potential uh, righteous truth bear, potential snake in the grass. We have yet to determine. Yes. A lot of the pictures look sick. Because they're really cool locations, mm. but they're all the most touristy parts of all those locations. Okay. okay. Nothing deep. Gotcha. Leaning Tower of Pisa, Empire State Building, Observation Deck. This is kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. 
Yeah. Age, name, location. Mm-hmm. Something about don't judge me till you get to know the real me. Only God can judge me in the bio line. Yes, exactly. And oh, you know what I was just thinking too, and and this is hard to this is hard to actually like know when you're looking at a profile, but every single one of his pictures, he's like it, it's just him and one friend. Every one of them is like him and another dude. But he's a different age in all of them, mm-hmm. just to show that like he just can't really hold down a friend for very long. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So one's of him in like college. One is on vacation. One is, is one's like first time. clearly Durster. Yeah. Or the Darster. But like the face is blurred out or like has an emoji over it. Or know? it's like uh, or it's just like cut off. Like at like the nose or something. Like it's like half of his face or. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. What it is. It's, it, it's, the, it's, it's the lazy crop. It's Wickham. It's Wickham and Darster on Darster's mega yacht. <laughs> but Darcy's oh, yeah. face is is crop. Oh, out. yeah. So Sick. Like, yeah. Check right. it out. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm uh, on a tight boat. Don't ask where it's from. Yeah. Oh my god. D- did we miss anybody from last from last week? What's Mr. Collins' dating profile? Oh my god, dude. Well, it's definitely uh, Christian Mingle. Um, oh, <laughs> dog. Or like, oh, dude. And um, it's gotta say it's it's gotta have like one of those super obnoxious. It's like a it's like a really deep desire for a relationship you know like those people who say like i'm just looking for somebody that will like complete me and like be my part and the type of thing meanwhile total eye roll from everybody meanwhile totally cool with bouncing from proposal to proposal based on whatever is available exactly and also some super long bible quote about like righteousness or something like super like cheesy like that. It's like, dude, come on. Also somehow was able to get a different font into the, yes. you know what I mean? Like yes. who are these people who, when they're on dating profiles and stuff and they're like, I'm going to somehow get some weird cursive into this one. Yeah, it's like, well, how did it you do that? Like purple. Yeah. What, <laughs> what are we doing? What is like the Helvetica font that this is like not good enough for you. You got to throw in like some random, like say like papyrus in here. Like what exactly. are we doing? He's definitely yes. in on that. For sure. And he swipes right on everything. Absolutely burning through his daily swipes. <laughs> this is the guy who's dropping some Lady Cat B money on the extra super like options and stuff. He's like paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the guy. Yeah. This guy drops like a decent $20 a month on <laughs> Tinder swipes. Yeah. He like somehow is just like makes it abundantly clear. like in each one of his prompts somehow they're all related to the fact that he lives at lady Catherine's house like every single one oh anyway that's our jane Austhinge for the week jane Austhinge. next week we are doing the first half of volume two of pride and prejudice Super excited to see what happens uh, with the whole gang. I'm looking forward to seeing what my take ends up being with this Wickham guy. And if Jane ends up actually marrying Bingley, we will see. She's on a tightrope right now. Anyway, that has been um, our show. Thank you so much for listening. Cody, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.